0: Hi everyone, it's April once again I have a few of the drives left so if you want to either get the movie collection or the TV collections now's the time to get them. I have added 10 new serials to the serial collection for a total of 134 Call me crazy, but I've lowered the price also. I have also lowered the cartoon collection price To order, go to OldTimeRadio Don't forget to get your very own Old Time Radio collection too at the lowest prices to be found anywhere. Go to OldTimeRadio DVD.com, sale of movies and TV ends April 30th. From New York City, the makers of Clippercraft clothes for men and more than 1,200 leading retail stores from coast to coast present that immortal character created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes, starring John Stanley. This week's story, The Adventure of the Grey Pasha. Whoa,
1: whoa, Grey Pasha, whoa. Holmes, (laughs) pass, we better leave the (laughs) star. This horse seems on edge tonight. Yes, in a moment. First time, Watson, we have a visitor coming through the paddock gate with a lantern. Yes. (laughs) The visitor Grey Pasha doesn't like. (laughs) Look out, Watson! the animal's gone mad. He's trying to trample us to death.
0: At the door of Dr. John Watson's study, and we're about to hear another of his adventures with the fabulous Sherlock Holmes.
2: Well, good evening, Great Mr. Harris.
0: Hello. Good evening, Dr. Watson.
2: Uh, hard at work tonight? Yes, I've just finished a rather remarkable memoir, Mr. Harris. It happens to be one of my favorites. And <laughs> this time, that word is apropos. In short, Mr. Harris, this particular adventure concerns the sport of kings. Well, horses, eh? More particularly, a horse, Mr. Harris. And after you've shown our audience why clippercraft clothes should be the favorite of discerning men at any odds, I shall be glad to
0: relate this story. And I'll wager it'll hold you on the edge of your seat, right down to the finish. I'm sure it will, Doctor. It goes without saying that you'll be cooler in a specially designed summerweight clippercraft suit. But you have another great satisfaction. People will remark how cool you look. That's right, you feel better and look better in your new clippercraft suit, because master tailoring assures you that this suit won't creep up or crawl or turn into a mass of ugly wrinkles that special smartness that wonderful cool look won't cost you a lot of money either because you can buy a tropical weight clippercraft suit for only 33.75 to 42.50 you get a better suit and save money through the unique clippercraft plan whereby more than 1200 independent merchants pool their tremendous buying power you get the benefit so common sense says, be sure your summer suit is a cool clipper craft. And now, Dr. Watson, what about the adventure of the Grey Pasha?
2: Well, Mr. Harris, it took place in the spring of 1897, a few days before the classic derby race at Epsom Downs. The odds-on favorite that year was a horse named Grey Pasha, owned by Lord and Lady Kempton. And the second favorite was Roulette, owned by a clubman and man about town named Alex Brand. Lord Kempton and Brand hated each other mortally. And London Gossip whispered that Lady Kempton was the reason. Then one night in a London club, the two men gambled at cards. Lord Kempton lost
3: heavily. And finally... Well, Brand, you've cleaned me out. You hold my IOUs for everything I owe. Not everything, Lord Kempton. You still have one asset I should like to possess. Hmm. My wife, no doubt. You forget your manners, my dear sir. Gentlemen, do not bandy your lady's name over a gambling table. Why, you
4: oily swine. Are you trying to cheat me... I'm trying to
3: tell you that I'm interested in your racehorse, Gray Pasha. You bought him for me as a colt. Now I should like to buy him back. I'll cut the cards for
4: him, Lord Kempton. What you take me for, brand of fool... You think I'd gamble away the Derby favorite, the greatest racehorse that ever lived? <laughs> With Albert Moylan, the finest jockey in England, riding him, he'll throw dust in the face of that horse of yours, Roulette. Perhaps. But what about these
3: IOUs, your
4: lordship? After Grey Pasha wins the Derby brand, you'll get your money. Every dirty shilling of it. <laughs> Good run, lad. All right, Charlie. Take him, will you? All right, Albert. Now, yeah, make sure you give him a good rubdown.
3: Oh, hello, Moylan. Mr. Brand, who'd expect to... Mr. Brand, what are you doing here? If Lord Kempton finds you about his training oh, ground... don't it... worry about his lordship, Moylan. I expect to own his estate here right after the derby. It was a good ride you gave uh, Grey Pasha just now. Oh, we'll do fine in the derby, I expect. Suppose you don't do so well in the Derby run, Boylan. What do you mean? I mean, my horse, Roulette, can win if Grey Pasha doesn't. Naturally, I expect to pay for any small services you might render. And pay liberally. Shall we say a thousand pounds? Not for ten
4: thousand, Mr. Brand. You can't bribe me. I've worn his lordship's colors for five years fair and honest, and I ain't going to sell him out. And if you're not off these grounds pretty quick, I'll call Lord Kempton to run you
3: off. So Mr. Brand tried to bribe you, did he, Albert?
4: Yes, Lady Kempton. He was hanging about the stables in the practice track.
3: I see. A contemptuous blackguard. Yes,
4: wait till I tell his lordship... Uh, about... No,
3: Albert. you better say nothing about it to Lord Kempton. He has a dreadful temper, and... I'm afraid he'd kill Mr. Brand if he knew... At any anyway, rate, I'm worried. Why, my lady? If Bran couldn't bribe you, he might try to do Grey Pasha harm. Mm. He'd do anything to win the derby, anything. Albert.
4: Yes, Lady Kempton.
3: We'll be taking Grey Pasha to Epsom Downs in two days. Perhaps you'd better sleep in the stable with him just to make sure that nothing goes wrong.
4: <laughs> yeah. Here now, Pasha. There. There, boy. Now, what's come over you? You're and them prancing about half the night here in your stall, waking me from my sleep. Oh, I never saw you so strung up and edgy I didn't. Oh, what is it, lad? There's no one about but us. Oh, Pasha, what is it? Here, what's come over you? Pasha, no. No, be still, boy. Pasha, have you gone crazy? Pasha, Pasha, no. No, Pasha,
1: no. <laughs> Watson, you are a devotee of the sport of kings, are you not?
2: Well, Holmes, I, I must confess some acquaintance with the bookmakers, much to my distress.
1: Yes, Watson, so I've observed. But why this inquiry?
2: Good heaven, Holmes. You're not thinking of wagering
1: a pound or two on the derby? Oh, my dear fellow, I deal in facts and logic, not in speculation, however attractive. The fact is, however, that I've just received a telegram from the Royal Stewards. They wish to retain my services in rather an unusual matter. Indeed? What matter? You've heard of Albert Moylan. Moylan? Well, <laughs> Joe Holmes, who hasn't, is the greatest
2: jockey in the Empire. Winner of the gold cup at Ascot and the Oaks two years running. Now he's riding uh, Grey Pasha in the Derby.
1: He was, Watson. Eh? What do you mean? Albert Moylan was trampled by Grey Pasha in the animal stall last night. The racing authorities suspect foul play. At this moment, the jockey lies at the point of death at St. Thomas's Hospital. Come, Watson, get your hat and stick. Moylan. Moylan, listen to me. Try to answer my question. It's in a
2: bad warehouse. Like Holmes. A horrible beating. Smashing hooves of that horse. he mm-hmm. really hasn't long to go. Well,
1: Moylan, mm. listen to me, old fellow. Did you see anyone around the premises
4: oh, when... After Asher went by me, I saw... someone running with a lantern.
1: Yes, yes, go on, my lad.
4: With a lantern... Through the paddock gate. I thought it was...
1: Moiland.
2: Fred is gone.
1: Yes, poor chap.
2: Sad ending. A great career.
1: Yes, quite. Well, Watson, there's nothing more we can do here. Watson, about this man Brand... It's correct, is it not, that he and Lord Kempton, the owner of Grey Pasha, are mortal enemies?
2: Yes, Holmes. Not only that, Bran used to own Grey Pasha's Colt.
1: And now he owns Roulette, second favorite in the Derby. I see. Right, come Watson, let's proceed to the Kempton grounds and examine the stables. It's barely possible that our equine killer had a human collaborator. Watson, did you notice anything unusual about Grey Pasha's stall? No, can't say that I did, Holmes. Everything seemed in order. Yes, quite, except for one peculiar and perhaps meaningless fact. The roof of the stall slopes backward and downward steeply, and... Uh huh. What is it, Holmes? Note the footprints here by the paddock gate. What about them? They're some hours old and probably were made by the person Albert Moylan saw last night. And apparently that person was intoxicated. Eh? How would you know that? It's elementary, my dear fellow, elementary. Observe the irregular, staggered pattern of man's hobnail boots. Note how the prints veer onto the grass and then back onto the footpath. Watson, suppose we go out to the house and talk to Lord Kempton.
4: Mr. Holmes, Dr. Watson... This whole affair has proved my ruin. Indeed? How, Lord Compton? I'd counted heavily on Grey Pasha's winning the derby. I needed the purse money desperately for... for personal reasons. And now... now Grey Pasha can't win. Moylan's dead. Do I understand, then, Your Lordship, that this jockey Moylan was indispensable? Oh, yes, Mr. Holmes. Pasha's a high-spirited, temperamental brute. With unfamiliar hands at the range, he'd be unmanageable. Only Moylan could ride him. This will confound every tout in London, Your Lordship. Bookmakers are sure
2: to name Roulette the favourite now. Joe, what a sensation this will be at Epsom Downs. And roulette
4: is owned by Alex Brand, eh? Yes, Mr. Holmes. Alex Brand. Blackguard. He's responsible for this somehow. He hates me and he's trying to break me. He, he did something to Grey Pasha, Mr. Holmes. Somehow that villain Brand is responsible for, for poor Moylan's death. Yes,
1: perhaps, perhaps not. In due time, Lord Kempton, I assure you, I shall have the answer. At any rate, there's no need to detain you any longer. Thank you, Mr.
4: Holmes. I shall be at your disposal whenever you want.
2: Poor chap, he has his troubles. Eh, Holmes?
1: Quite. And particularly this morning, Watson. Did you notice the unhealthy pallor of his skin and his rimmed and bloodshot eyes? Holmes, you mean... Precisely. The symptoms are plain, Watson. Lord Kempton was intoxicated last night.
0: Now let's begin by pointing out that clippercraft clothes are essentially economical. In fact, you'll be surprised at the amount of money you save on a fine Clippercraft suit. But that's not the only reason Clippercraft clothes are worn by the best dressed men in your community. Men who could pay more, much more. They choose Clippercraft because they like the master tailoring, the exceptional materials, and because they have such implicit confidence in the fine local independent merchants who sell Clippercraft clothes. Each Clippercraft suit and sport jacket is guaranteed by the Clippercraft label, that famous trademark derived from the staunch Clipper ships that established honest New England trade everywhere in the world. Now remember, you can get a superbly fitted, all worsted Clippercraft suit for only forty-five dollars. That's why men who know insist on Clippercraft clothes bearing the Clippercraft label. So be sure to visit the Clippercraft store in your city. These leading stores in the metropolitan area are proud to add their names to Clippercraft in your suits, sport jackets, and tropicals. In Manhattan, John Wanamaker's Men's Stores, Broadway at Eighth and Sixty-Seven Liberty Street, Sack Thirty-Fourth, Broadway at Thirty-Fourth. In Brooklyn, Abram and Strauss. In New York, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge, New York. And in Jamaica, the B and B Clothes Shop, one six four zero eight Jamaica Avenue. And now, Doctor Watson, Doctor Watson, you were relating to us the adventure of the Great Pasha.
2: So I was, Mr. Harris. So I was.
0: As I told you a moment ago, Lord
2: Kimpton had been intoxicated. And it was plain that the mysterious stranger who left the paddocks just after the fatal accident that night was also intoxicated. My friend Holmes was never one to jump at hasty conclusions without all the facts. A few hours
1: later, we visited Alex Brand at his club on Mouth.
3: Mr. Brand, would you mind telling me where you were last night? As a matter of fact, Mr. Holmes, I was miles from London. In Liverpool, to be exact. Liverpool, eh? Interesting. Yes, isn't it? And if you doubt my word, you've only telegraphed the Adelphi Hotel in that city, and they will confirm my statement. Aside from this gentleman, there is no doubt in my mind that Lord Kempton is directly responsible for Albert Moylan's death. Indeed? How, friend? It so happens, Mr. Holmes, that Grey Pasha hated his master. In fact, the horse always went into a tantrum whenever his lordship approached. It seems that Lord Kempton drank heavily... And often beat him unmercifully. Well,
2: Jove, Holmes, then that would explain it. And Lord Kempton approached the stables in a drunken stupor, Grey Parshall went mad in his stall, and this... Dist- yes,
1: quite, Watson, quite. But come, my dear fellow, back to the manor. So his lordship did leave the house late last night, Lady Kempton. And in an intoxicated condition,
3: eh? Ah. Oh, yes, there's no use denying it. He drank heavily because he was worried about his debts to that blackguard, Mr. Brand. It
2: might interest you to know, Lady Kempton, that his lordship wandered down to the stables last night.
3: Charles? He went out at the stables? Then Grey Pasha, he must have seen Charles coming, and he must have...
1: He must have what, Lady Kempton? Uh,
3: Nothing, Mr. Holmes, nothing.
1: I regret to say your hesitation is significant. Very.
3: Uh, What do you mean?
1: We have it on some authority that Grey Pasha hated Lord Kempton went into a tantrum at his very appearance.
3: Mr. Holmes, what are you trying to say?
1: I'm afraid the implication, unfortunately, for his lordship, is quite obvious. And, by the way, Lady Kempton... Yes? You smoke. Holmes,
2: what
3: the juice.
1: Quiet, Watson. Well, Lady Kempton?
3: I smoke?
1: Yes.
3: Why, no, Mr. Holmes, I've never touched tobacco. Why'd you ask? Oh, an
1: idle question, and perhaps irrelevant. Now, if you'll excuse us, Lady Kempton, I should like to have another look at Grey Pasha's stall. Watson. There's Grey Pasha's stall just ahead of the moonlight.
2: it, Holmes, why did you ask Lady Kempton whether she smoked? Because
1: I noticed a brown stain on her fingers resembling nicotine. Well, what of it? merely a detail, perhaps worthless, perhaps significant. And speaking of details, did you notice that Lady Kempton is a slim and athletic woman, and that the rug on her sitting room floor was a bit untidy? What's the floor Ah. of her sitting room got to do with all this? I shall know better when I examine the roof.
2: Confound it, Holmes. You are a Chinese riddle tonight. First you speak of a floor, then of a roof.
1: What roof? The roof, roof of Grey Pasha stall here, Watson. As you see, it's quite accessible to anyone of reasonable agility because of its low pitch to the ground. I propose to climb up there now and give it a thorough examination. <laughs> well, Holmes, what the deuce do you expect to find up there on the roof? Patience, Watson, patience. I... huh.
2: What is it? what did you find?
1: The boards of the store roof here are warped apart. I can see down into the store itself through this aperture. Is that significant, Holmes? It is indeed very significant. Watson, suppose you find a dark lantern somewhere about the premises. I'm quite sure you'll find one at the groom's cottage, if nowhere else. But
2: why Holmes? For what purpose? What
1: I should mean? like to examine the interior of the store below, and particularly its occupant, Grey Pasha.
2: Pasha, there. easy boy is he? Holmes, I don't like the way this beast is acting here in the stall. He's a high-strung animal,
1: you know. Yes, He's... he is indeed, Watson. But try to keep him still while I examine the back of this brute by the light of the lantern here. His yeah. back? Yes. Holmes, what do you expect to find there? What... If I'm not wrong, my dear fellow, I—aha! Uh-huh. Holmes, what is it? Observe, Watson, note these tiny scars on Grey Pasha's back. They are quite fresh, and Watson. Yes. We seem to have a visitor coming through the paddock gate with a lantern. Joe,
2: Holmes, you're right.
1: And if the visitor grey pasha doesn't like it, Watson, look out, the beast-going there. Holmes, he's r- <laughs> trying to trample us <laughs> to death. Back, Watson, back. Sink against the wall. Stay clear of his hoof while I wave this lantern in his face. Holmes! Quick! He's <laughs> away from the lantern. Out through the door.
0: Back. brute. <laughs> back. Hurry, Holmes, i will get the door open for you. Quick, Holmes.
1: safely. That was close. Yes. So speaking of getting out, Watson, our visitors doing the same, running toward the manor in the moonlight. Holmes, who can it be? I can't sure. tell from here. The man who plotted this fiendish and devilish scheme, Watson, Mr. Alex Brand. and he lied. He was here last night when Moylan... On the contrary, he was in Liverpool last night. I checked by telegraph. Joe, sure, Holmes, and who did Moylan see when... Oh, patience, Watson. I shall explain later. We must get to the manor at once. <laughs>
2: Why aren't we looking for brand? What did you interest you here in the closet of Lady Kempton's sitting room?
1: Watson, note that the rug is mud-stained. The stains are faint, to be sure, but they lead to this closet. And... Uh Uh-huh. What is it, Holmes? Precisely what I expected. A pair of mud-stained hobnail boots. The same boots which left the tracks we saw on the paddock path. Lord Kempton's boots? Exactly. But worn by Lady Kempton last night. Holmes, what the devil... My dear fellow, it's obvious. Lady Kempton wore her husband's boots... Planted the footprints, staggered them in a pattern of intoxication. And it was she who drove Grey Pasha berserk so that he trampled Moylan. Yes, but how... Sweet, her... Watson, the brown stains on her fingers. I have some knowledge of chemistry, and those stains looked suspiciously like those caused by concentrated nitric acid. Nitric acid? You mean she... Exactly. Lady Kempton approached Grey Pasha's store from the rear. Clambered up on the roof in the dead of night while Moylan was asleep. Then she poured concentrated nitric acid on Grey Pasha's back, through the aperture in the roof. Oh, Holmes, no wonder the horse went mad. Yes, Watson. And after that, she picked up a lantern at the paddock gate, leaving her husband's telltale footprints. Meanwhile, by previous arrangement, Alex Brand was in Liverpool to establish his own innocence. But I believe it was he who plotted this diabolical crime. You're
3: quite right, Mr. Holmes. I did. Holmes, is Brand. Lady Kempton. Now, don't move either of you. I am noted as a good shot with a pistol. Especially this one. Oh, my dear. I'm afraid our little plan went all right. Yes, Alex, but you were so sure Grey Pasha would crush
4: these two when you approached.
1: Well, I must say he did his best. It's obvious, my dear Brand, that it was you whom the brute disliked,
3: not Lord Kempton. Yes, Mr. Holmes. I owned the animal as a colt. He was unruly, and I beat him till he bled. I had hoped that he would take care of you if I visited him personally tonight. But apparently something went wrong. Didn't expect us to get out of the store. Did you, Brand? No, Doctor Watson, I did not, and that leaves me with some unfinished business before Lady Kempton and I leave. After all, I owe you both something. If you hadn't appeared, my horse Roulette would have won the Derby. Drop and... that gun, Brand. What, what's This is Lord Kimpton. Quick, Watson, the gun. See yes. the gun. Oh no, you
2: don't.
4: <laughs> Watson, yes, it's, it's all
2: right, Holmes. Shot went wild. Uh, I've got the pistol now. You make one more
4: move, Brand, I'll shoot you down, Ellen. Ellen, I heard everything at the door. So you conspired with this fiend? Yes,
3: you poor, weak fool. If I'd stayed with you, we'd have been penniless. You were your
4: damn... You're responsible for this brand. You are going to take her away from me, eh? I ought to throttle you here where you stand. I ought to choke the breath out of you. A
1: rather unnecessary procedure, my dear Lord Kempton. When it comes to that sort of thing, no one does it more efficiently than The hangman. <laughs>
0: Dr. Watson, that was an exciting adventure indeed.
2: Yes, Mr. Harris. And although neither Grey Parsha nor Roulette ran in the derby, I
0: managed to pick the winner. And shall we say, earned an extra month's pension money? Well, good for you, Doctor. And now, Dr. Watson, what adventure will you have for us next week? Next
2: week, Mr. Harris, I shall relate to you the adventure of Dr. Winthrop's notorious carriage. It concerns a bouquet of orchids, a purple vest... And a dismembered corpse lying in an alley by the stage door of an abandoned theater.
0: The makers of Clippercraft clothes and more than 1,200 stores from coast to coast have brought you another in the new series of broadcasts featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Our stories are based upon the character Sherlock Holmes, created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And the program is produced and directed by Basil Lochran. Sherlock Holmes is played by John Stanley, Dr. Watson by George Spelman. This week's story was written by Max Ehrlich, with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your Clippercraft dealer, write Clippercraft, 200 Fifth Avenue, New York City. Be sure to listen next week to Sherlock Holmes in the adventure of Dr. Winthrop's Notorious Carriage. This is Cy Harris speaking for Clippercraft Clothes. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Following station identification, you'll hear Bill Henry and the news.